Welcome to Integrative Medicine Solutions with Forum Health, the podcast. Our nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers believe in a new standard of healthcare, one that creates optimal health by focusing on partnering with you, understanding your needs, learning about your unique health history, and getting to the root cause of your concerns. Using advanced testing, emerging therapies, and the latest technology, Forum Health providers are at the forefront of integrative and functional health care for all. Your journey to better health starts here. Our speaker tonight is functional medicine and certified prenatal nutritionist, Brittany Golden of Forum Health Clarkston. Brittany has a combined background of conventional medicine, fitness training, and holistic healing. She is a certified functional nutritionist, as well as a certified prenatal and postpartum nutritionist. Brittany uses um, customized nutrition plans to reverse and delay chronic illness, and she loves helping others get their health back without surgery or medications whenever possible. Welcome, Brittany. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, and thank you for wearing your Santa ears tonight. I love that. It's a great way to start the de-stressing process. Yes. So the holidays, it, the holidays. it seems the older that we get, uh, it gets more stressful. I don't know if you feel that way. I definitely feel that way. Uh, there's always more to do. And I know a lot of people find the magic in their holidays dwindling a little bit. So today I would love to talk to you about how to manage stress in a healthier way so that we can actually enjoy the holidays for <laughs> once a little bit more. Love that conversation topic. Absolutely. Yes. Especially for women. I think we take yes. a lot more stress. We sure do. Our to-do yes. lists are a scroll by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. So I would love to just start off with the basics. What exactly is stress? Yeah. So stress is a normal response that our body has um, to events, you know, that we have. We, we need to basically balance. So when you have threats, a threat to your physical body or your emotional health, this stress comes in as a way to kind of balance that out. So it's different hormones that are released to manage that properly. Um, and honestly, stress is actually a good thing. It can be. It's supposed to protect us. It's meant to be as a protective mechanism to keep us safe from harm, right? So it's our body's way of protecting us. And when it's working properly, we actually have better focus, we have better energy, we're more alert. Um, so that's essentially what stress is. But then it's, you know, we get to talking about what it does and, and that's where we get into problems. <laughs> yes, definitely. Which I think we've all experienced at some point. Yes. How would you say the average American deals with stress? The average American, not well. Um, there's a lot of what we call self-medicating that, that goes on. Um, so stress causes fatigue. And so caffeine is a big way that people self-medicate because their energy is lacking and they need that pick-me-up, right? Um, you also have people relying on things like nicotine. So cigarettes and marijuana products also alcohol, you know, I've got plenty of clients. Most of my clients are female and they love their glass of wine at night, you know, to help with that de-stressing process. And we have to work on, you know, finding a healthier way to deal with that stress. But, and then you've got sedentary 
lifestyle because stress can be paralyzing for some people. So, you know, they do things like sit on their phones or watch TV or play video games. And that's not helpful either, because that's going to just make us feel crummy and want to eat bad foods. And, and then you have some people who their self-medicating is overworking, overeating, oversleeping, you know, so there's different ways that um, we do that and not in a good way with managing this, or they'll see their doctor and they'll see the doctor for things like antidepressants, um, receptor blockers, anti-anxiety medications, stomach ulcer things like antacids. You know, if stress has caused cholesterol issues, cholesterol medication, blood pressure issues, all the things. So those are the ways most Americans deal with their stress. Yeah, all of those sound very familiar. <laughs> We've seen them with our friends, with our family, with ourselves. Yes, yeah. I'm curious to know what the difference is between normal, everyday stress that we all encounter and then the stress that should actually concern us. Like, When should we stop and actually pay attention? Yeah, so like I said, there's that healthy stress. It's, yeah. it's stress is meant to be protective. Uh, but when things go chronic, as we kind of, refer to it, that's where we get into problems. So you kind of have to see how your body's responding, you know, cause you're going to be in traffic and there's going to be relationship issues and there's going to be some financial struggles here and there, and that can all be stressful. And, and that's, you're going to have some of that. There's never a stress-free life, right? That just doesn't really exist. Uh, but then you have the people who are just really, really worked up and it's chronic and it's going on long-term, that's when, you know, we kind of get into trouble. So that's where I would say, start, start listening to your body. If you are feeling the lack of energy or motivation, um, if you're feeling, you know, more wired, like at nighttime, you're trying to go to sleep and your mind is just racing. That's when it's time to take a step back and go, okay, this is affecting me a little more than I maybe thought. Right. That's great. Yeah, it's great to know that that difference mm -hmm. that you, you kind of sound the alarm. Right. So now I'm really curious what actually happens in the mind and body as a result of stress, particularly chronic stress. Yeah. So physically, you know, when we're in that stressful situation, our heart starts pounding, right? Everybody's familiar with that. When you start worrying about something or something is on your mind, you know, the heart pounds faster, our muscles tighten up. And this is why, you know, a lot of times, especially with women, I feel like we get that neck and shoulder tension. Uh, you know, that's a big one for like hanging on to stress and we pull our shoulders up to our ears. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the muscles are tighter. The blood pressure tends to go up under stress when you're, you know, in a physical sense, uh, we've got the breath becomes more shallow. So when you're taking deep breaths, you're oxygenating your brain, you're oxygenating your whole body. When you're taking shallow breaths, you're only supporting survival mode, right? So that's another thing. That's why when you are in a stressful situation, and I know we'll get to this soon, talking about ways to kind of recover, but when you are in that stressful situation, that's why the deep breathing is so helpful because it starts to turn off some of those receptors because your body's like, oh, okay, we're breathing now, right? So that deep breath really sends those signals to the brain for the calmness to happen. Our senses get a little sharper. And again, this is basically to like get us out of the burning building. Mm. Um, but the long-term stress, so that's like short-term, that's like, we got to 
run from the tiger. The long-term stress can cause digestive upset. You know, for some people that can be constipation, for some people that can be loose stools. Um, insomnia, as I mentioned, can be an issue, either trouble falling asleep or people are waking in the night. Neither is good, right? Um, weight gain is, is also a long-term stress effect on the body. Cardiovascular issues, because think about your heart pumping all the time, the blood pressure going up all the time. That's going to eventually result in something that needs to be mediated, right? And headaches and migraines are also associated with that stress long-term as well. Yeah. All things that none of us want to have to deal with. No. no. All. <laughs> all right. So now the good stuff. What are some techniques that our audience can use tonight to manage stress in a positive way? Not, yes. not a reaching for the glass of wine. Right, right. So this is some gold information, you guys. So really, you know, make sure you're listening in because this is something I tell all of my clients, you know, as I'm meeting one-on-one -on -one with them and we're discussing ways to mitigate this stress or identify that stress is an issue. Uh, but the, the main things are relaxation techniques. So things like diaphragmatic breathing. So that is, like I was saying, that deep breath where when you take an inhale, your belly is rising. Um, that is going to, again, like I mentioned, send those calming signals to the brain to turn off that, what we call fight or flight that people go into. Progressive relaxation is another fantastic technique. So with this one, if anybody's done yoga, sometimes they'll do these at the end of a yoga class. But basically, if you're lying down on the ground and maybe, maybe this is before bed, or if you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't fall back to sleep, you tighten everything and you release everything. And you do that a couple times through and that progressive relaxation to just get the muscles melting is so nice for the central nervous system. Uh, meditation is another one that's kind of obvious, but not always the thing that people do, right? A lot of people are like, oh, my brain is too wild. I can't meditate. Well, I'll be honest with you. Typically they're the people that need meditation the most. Okay. <laughs> it's so true. So, yes. Slowing down is hard. Okay. When you're a busy minded person, but it's necessary because you have to think when you're that busy mind, you're on that treadmill running all the time. And then, you know, there's just no break. There's no rest. So meditation is just one way to do that. There are loads of free apps out there. Um, my, one of my favorites is um, Insight Timer. That's a free one. And it's got loads of things on there in their library, anywhere from two minutes to 45 minutes uh, that, that can be done. So that's the thing is this doesn't have to be this long drawn out procedure. You know, you can just sit down and put your feet on the ground and take some deep breaths and connect with your body. And that pulls you away from the planning and what's happened in the past that we can't control or change. It really just brings you into that present moment to just, and it can set the tone for the day, or it can be something that's a really great way to end the day on. So that's something I recommend to all my clients to do. And the last thing in the relaxation techniques would be yoga. Another obvious one, but again, not everybody is willing to try. Um, so if, if you've never done yoga, there's, there's tons of free content on YouTube. Um, that's really awesome. One of my favorite yogis is, um, her YouTube channel is called yoga with Adrian and mm -hmm. she's fantastic. Yeah. Pretty well known. 
she's super goofy. And so it's nice because she's really light and it's not like a serious, if she falls, she laughs at herself, you know, and it's, it's great. So it kind of takes the pressure off and then you're not in a classroom, but she's got all kinds of yoga on there for beginners, yoga for morning, yoga for golfers. I mean, there's, a, there's seriously like whatever you are, there's yoga for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So I would say, you know, those are some techniques for sure, as far as managing stress in a nice, healthy way. I think that's great. Even like you said, even if you take five minutes, because I know everybody's so busy during the holidays all year, right? We're constantly moving, but even five minutes can set the the tone of your whole day or end your evening in a a better way. So just carving out that time is the heart is the first step. It's the hardest, yeah. the first step. Creating that space and committing, mm-hmm. you know, to it. But it does become easier because my finding is people are like, wow, I really start to look forward to that time that I've carved out for myself and that time that I'm not sitting here thinking about my to-do list. So it's easy for them once they get in the hang of doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's practice like anything else and a great form of self-care that I think we all deserve, all of us. Yes, for sure. So, you know, why do you feel like the holidays are especially stressful? What do you think it is? Well, um, as you said, just even, I, I think age has some to do with it, but I also think it's the fast moving pace of our society. It just has only gotten faster with the advent of the internet and everybody being connected and comparing, uh, you know, to, oh, well, they're doing this and they got family portraits done and I need to get family portraits done and we need outfits for that. And we, you know, it's like, it just never ending cycle. So, and on top of that, you have already other things that go along with the holidays, like family, God love them, but (laughs) not all family is happy all the time. So then it's, you know, it's dealing with that. It's dealing with schedules It's dealing with finances, you know, everything, especially this year, uh, everything is more expensive, you know, so you're looking at the gifts you're looking at, okay, well, what's food going to cost this year to make all this dinner and everything. Then you've got time constraints. You've got busy people who are working busy moms with their kids you know, you've got the gifts that you have to get for everybody. And are they even going to like it? Is it even worth it for me to buy this? You know, are they even going to wear it? <laughs> Deadlines, you still have to work, you know, you still have to work through that. You just get, you know, your couple of days off, but there's still all the things in between. You've got kids on break, right? You've got events like work events and family parties and such, um, food and planning that, and maybe, if you're mindful, trying to stay healthy, cooking for many people, if you're hosting, I mean, the list just keeps going. No (laughs) downtime, the unrealistic expectations, you know, the, you got people who at this time of year, they go into depression if they have seasonal affective disorder, you know, and it doesn't have to be like, I'm curled up in a ball on the couch for a week. Depression, depression looks different to different people. And so that, that depression can affect your motivation for this laundry list that I just gave. And that may seem so daunting to somebody that they're like, yeah, I'm not even going to bother, you know, you've got illnesses. So Mm -hmm. even like avoiding COVID, you've got sick Mm -hmm. kids, you've got, if you are, I think you you and I are on the same plane here, but weather. (laughs) Yes. Weather. (laughs) 
stress with weather, you know, it's got to travel or, you know, whatever, and plans get changed. That's always a stressor as well. So was that enough things? (laughs) I know. I feel like I need to do some deep breathing now after that reminder, but it's true. I mean, when you really list it all out, we have so much kind of against us. And I love Mm -hmm. that you highlight it expectations, especially unrealistic expectations that come from social media. Yeah. We're not even aware of sometimes we automatically compare ourselves without even realizing it. Yeah. And that does cause so much stress yeah. unnecessarily. Yeah. Everybody, you know, when you look at what everybody else is doing and just because you're not doing the same things that they're doing, they, but they automatically people feel behind. Yeah. They feel behind. They feel like I'm not doing enough well, I need to take my kids to that event or we need to go see Santa. Well, the Santa we saw didn't have a reindeer. Now we need to go do that. You know, (laughs) like it's just this constant. It's nice to see everybody's pictures, but at the same time, it's also like, yikes, there's so much you can compare to and be like, you just feel like you're falling short. Yes, there's a lot of FOMO, a lot of fear of missing out (laughs) with people. Oh my gosh. You're not missing out on anything. You're not missing out on anything really when it comes to it. You know, I know another stressor for a lot of people is, um, you know, avoiding, trying to avoid um, gaining weight Mm. during the holidays. So I'm curious for your clients who are trying to stay on a weight loss menu, maybe avoid sugar or carbs. What advice do you have for them? Yes. So for my clients, I always tell them and my people are on pretty, you know, strict plans as far as their menu goes, because we're trying to get rid of inflammation. We're trying to rectify certain illnesses and and things. So in order for them to get those results, they have to follow things a certain way. But I tell them, you know, it's, this doesn't have to be like a make it or break it thing. It's the holidays. It's okay. You know, to have a little bit of flexibility, try to just stick to your routine, eat breakfast, the day of this party you're going to eat well-rounded snacks, you know, don't arrive hungry, possibly bring your own stuff or eat a little bit before you go. That way you're not starving when you get there and feel like you have to eat it all. And then one of the best things I think that gives them a little grace in this is I tell them to pick one of the three evils, carbs, sugar, or alcohol, and to just stick to that one thing that you're choosing basically and be okay with it and just say I'm committing I'm having this I'm gonna not think about it tomorrow and be done and then the very next day we're getting back on track I love that pick your poison that's smart that way you don't have to you're not gonna have a drink and eat the cake and have the potato chips and then you're up you know three or four pounds overnight going what did I do what happened? <laughs> yeah. How am I going to get this off? You know, and, and feel like you really got yourself in a hole, you know, this way you get to feel like you have a little bit with the celebration, but it's not, you know, when I have people say, I have them say, you know, the, the, the expression, I fell off the way out of the wagon. I fell yeah. off. Right. I've had people who come in, they're like, I didn't just fall off the wagon. I rolled off the wagon. The wagon <laughs> rolled over me in the woods and lit on fire. <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> we need to 
love that. Damage control. Yeah, major damage control. I think a lot of us feel that way after a holiday party. Yes, so this makes it so it doesn't have to be so. You know, you can have a little bit, feel like, okay, I got to have a treat and the wagon didn't light on fire. Right, exactly. <laughs> the wheels didn't pop off. <laughs> didn't run me over. Oh my God, it's so funny. I love that. I think that's really smart. Just pick one that you can enjoy and just enjoy it. Yes, that's perfect. So you can still participate. Mm -hmm. um, lastly, before we open up the class mm -hmm. to questions from our audience, I'd like to ask you, what is one thing that you would love for our audience to take away from tonight? So the one thing I'd like the audience to take away from tonight, I would say is to remember, and I'm just gonna quote what, I, what we were talking about before we got started. Um, it, this is only one or two meals guys that we're up against with the holidays when it comes to the food portion, right? That's not the only stress. Like I just, like I just talked about, there's loads of different things that go into the holiday season. But when it comes to the meals, that tends to be a stress for most people because our whole society is so encompassed with food being a source of comfort and a source of pleasure and it doesn't have to necessarily be that way if we look at it from that standpoint and just say, it's just one meal today, right? I can make this, I can do this. I don't have to gorge myself and then feel bad tomorrow. I can make it through this one meal and get right back on track tomorrow. Definitely. I love that. Yeah. Brittany, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Actually, it makes me feel better. I feel like I can survive next week. <laughs> Absolutely. You can do this. <laughs> that we can, and we can all do this together. Yes. Um, I would love to open up the class of questions from our audience. We'll probably take the next uh, 10, 15 minutes to answer any of your burning questions about stress, about how to eat during the holidays, anything that um, you know is top of mind for you, we would love to answer. So think about your questions. Brittany is here for you. Um, and some are already popping in. So great, great question that we didn't touch upon tonight. This person asked, is stress linked to disease? Absolutely. So as I mentioned um, earlier in the presentation, talking about how the self-medication that some people have to eventually get on things like blood pressure meds or cholesterol meds, cardiovascular disease is hugely related to stress. Um, so you, it doesn't matter what your weight is, you know, when it comes to these diseases, you can be a healthy weight and still have issues with cholesterol and, and blood pressure. And those things are our number one cause of death in our country is cardiovascular issues. So certainly we also have things like, um, obviously obesity and weight gain because stress makes us crave bad things. Um, and usually we're not in a good routine to begin with. So here we go, you know, gaining the weight. And especially I think the average from Halloween till January to New Year's is seven to 12 pounds of gain for the standard American. Wow. Mm -hmm. oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. And it can take a while to lose that if you're not committed to a program, you know, so you got to think like, how long will it take me to get that off? I, it can be two or three months for some people if, and that's with following everything diligently. Yes. Um, digestive issues. As I mentioned, stress mm -hmm. can very, very much be tied to digestive problems, diabetes, 
um, can be a result or, or have stress be a component um, to type two diabetes. Accelerated aging, which none of us want that. Come on. No, we, we don't need any help. We don't no, need any no. help. No. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, issues with depression and anxiety, mood disorders, you know, you have a lot of that going on when it comes to stress, hiking all that stuff up. And then one that, you know, you maybe wouldn't think, but cancer mm. can actually be another stress can be a component. You know, there are other factors. It's not just stress causing that, but if you have all the environmental and the genetic factors, and then you put stress on top of it, you've got kind of a perfect storm and you want to create an environment that cancer is not conducive for stress is a great place to start to work on that. So definitely, definitely, definitely connected to disease. Definitely. They always say stress can kill you. And it is true. It's, it's, even though we can't see it, it is a, a real physical thing. For sure. Another great question came in, what is adrenal fatigue and what does it have to do with stress? So the adrenals, I, I work with adrenals all the time with my clients. And if anybody is not sure what these are, they're basically, they're little tiny glands about that big and they sit on top of your kidneys and they are what produce your, your stress hormones. So say you're in the car, you're driving, you look down, fiddle with the radio and you look up and you got to slam on the brakes real quick. Your adrenals just emitted some cortisol, some adrenaline, those things that I talked about at the beginning of the presentation to keep you alive, right? To keep you safe. But the problem is we have that in a healthy way, right? But if we're in chronic stress, if we're working on a project for six months at work and it's keeping us up at night and we're not balancing and we're not eating well and the list goes on and on, you don't just get that little squirt of cortisol like you're driving and whoa, you're getting constant. It's like you turn the faucet on and rip the knob off, right? And so what then happens with adrenal fatigue is your adrenals finally are like, like <laughs> there's nothing left to give right. this person, right? right? And so when they get overloaded, we get symptoms, right? So they begin to do a poor job um, with what they need to do. And they rely more on the thyroid to do their job. And we get things like fatigue. So fatigue is the, one of the first things that pops up for people when they have issues with their adrenals. They are exhausted in the morning, regardless of how much sleep they get. They're tired around like 2 p.m. ish and get that crash. And they're just like, oh my God, it just doesn't matter how much I rest. I'm still tired. And that's why, because you're not getting your regular cortisol jolts the way that you need to, to stay awake. Weight gain is another one because when you've had massive amounts of cortisol going through your body, it's very inflammatory, but here's the fun kicker. It also breaks down to sugar and gets stored mm. as fat. Oh, lovely. That's great to know. Isn't it? Yeah. Super great. You've got hormone imbalance that can result from this because all the hormones work synergistically in the body. So if you have cortisol, a whack, then guess what? There can be women who have female hormone imbalances as a result of this as well. And men, men can have male, you know, issues with testosterone and things like that, that can go on. Um, salt cravings can result from adrenal fatigue as well, uh, because 
of aldosterone. I won't get into too much of that because it's kind of sciencey, but there's an imbalance with aldosterone. And what this does is it makes you crave salt and there's this imbalance that's going on. So that again, you're leading to more inflammation, more weight gain, because the salt is going to probably come from yucky food. Depression can be a result of this. And then sleep disturbances, because your cortisol should be peaking in the morning when we wake up. And some people it's flip-flopped. So you've got people who are waking up in the morning dead to rights. And then you've got other people who at night are like, I can't fall asleep and I need to go clean the house and go zip around, but I've been exhausted all day. I don't understand this. So yeah, adrenal insufficiency is no joke. So it's definitely something I work on a lot with my clients to balance the endocrine system and get, you know, get that in a better spot. That's great. Yeah, Cause it seems like it's just a vicious cycle, right? You're sleepy in the afternoon. So you take more coffee and then you're wired to so you, you do wine and you're in this endless coffee wine loop. Endless. A lot of, a lot of most people are in. Exactly. hundred percent. Yes. It doesn't help you out. No, um, not at all. Speaking of speaking of very kind of similar, I know it's in the news a lot late, lately. People are talking about burnout burnout with their jobs, burnout with their responsibilities, with everything. Is there a difference between stress and burnout or are they the same? Are they linked? So I would say it's, it's kind of like that. The question you asked me earlier with the daily stress and then the extreme stress that causes symptoms, you know, and, and I would say adrenal fatigue would be a part of, of that component as well, because that's what that looks like. Um, in fact, I used to do this exact presentation years and all, um, at in here in my building physically and my slideshow that talked about adrenal fatigue is literally a polar bear, like slumped over, um, because that's exactly what it feels like is that burnout. So it's, it's just basically you've had your foot on the gas so long that you've now run out the tank. And your car is just puttering, uh, basically, is, is what that is. Yeah. No yeah, rest. You know, I think so, so many of us, especially women, we, um, we don't know how to just rest. We almost feel guilty sometimes for resting. And we deserve to rest. We need to rest. Yep. You're so uh, right. As part of our self-care, because we can't, you can't do it all. And men, yeah. too. You can't do it yeah. all. Yes. I don't know what it is about the, the difference in gender. I tell you what. My husband can sit down and read a book, no problem, in the middle of chaos. It's like the middle no guilt. of chaos, you know? And he's just like immersed. And I'm running around the house and doing everything. And he's like, I think you don't know how to relax. So trust me when I say, you guys, this isn't like just something that comes natural to me either. It's something I've had to work at to build this routine and to really make sure I'm taking care of myself because. Otherwise, nobody's going to do it for me. Absolutely. I'm the same way. I'm raising my hand too. I, I work on it every day. It's very difficult to rest and relax. It's very difficult, but that's okay. We're going to do better after this, yeah. after this yes. master class tonight. We're going to do so much better. Um, somebody just wrote in and said, how can you help someone that you know is chronically stressed? So the first things that I usually start with, sometimes I'll add on some product. Okay. So the product may consist of something called adaptogens. 
um, if anybody's ever heard of those before. So adaptogenic herbs are herbs that help the body. That's why they're called this to adapt to that stress. Now, here's the deal. Adaptogens are not going to be like the one size fits all. And it's not going to be the one thing that helps that individual. It's got to be kind of a collaborative program, but it can be beneficial if they're doing their part with you know, removing the foods that can be stressed to the body and irritating to the body if they are doing the proper workouts. So that's another thing is sometimes I have people come in and they're like, I don't understand, you know, I hit menopause and I finally got to the point that I could take care of myself because my kids are old enough. So now it's time for me. So I'm going to these boot camps and I'm doing all these trainings and running myself into the ground. And all I am is tired and more overweight. And most of the time they're not eating enough. They are over exercising and doing exercises that are inappropriate for their age group now. You know, so I recommend if you are chronically stressed and feeling that fatigue, you should not be doing a million burpees a day. That's not going to, that's not going to work. So you're going to want to focus on restorative exercise, like yoga, Pilates, bar, uh, walking is great. You know, all those things, just things to keep the body moving. So in conjunction with an adaptogen blend of some kind for that individual and the proper activity, the proper menu, which is usually just like low glycemic is, is pretty good for most people. Uh, and then, um, what am I missing? Oh, the meditation. Yeah. So yeah. having that self-care piece, because I'll ask people first, I ask them their stress level on a scale of one to 10. And then they tell me and I say, okay, what do you do about it? What's your, what's your game plan? What's your self-care look like? And they kind of like, look at me, like, what do you mean? What does that mean? And I'm like, okay, well, so clearly we need to work on expanding that, <laughs> you know, or, or I have the women who are like, oh, I get my nails done every two weeks. And I'm like, every two weeks. Well, you're in the stress every day, yeah. every two weeks, isn't enough. You yeah. need something every day, even if it's 20 minutes of just something that fills your cup is how I explain it to people, you know? So if you like to draw, if you like to paint and be crafty and creative, that's a great way. To, you have to have an outlet, you know, you have to have an outlet for the stress. So that's the biggest thing when I'm dealing with somebody who's chronically stressed. Those are the things I focus on. Absolutely. I just heard on the, the news today that even if you take two to five minutes every day, a couple of times during the day, and just play your favorite song, dance around, just sit quietly, it actually makes you more productive in your life, whether it's at work or with your kids, whatever you're doing. I believe it. Just those small little moments, mm -hmm. but it's really getting in the habit of carving out that time, which I think is yeah. the most difficult thing. Yes. Not encouraged in our society, but we can all do it and we can get a pair of fun headbands too, but that will help you to, to knock the stress away. Um, I have one more question, last question that came in. And this person wants to know, how can I tell the difference between if I'm being, if I'm stressed or if I'm having anxiety, are they linked? Is stress causing my anxiety or vice versa? That's a good question. Um, so stress would be like an assessment of what are, what are the things, like if you could make a list of the things in your life that, you know, kind of get you going, anxiety is more episodic 
if you will. It's more situational. And, and that looks more like the heart palpitations, the shallow breathing, panicky, like more panicky. So to me, that's, that's kind of what I would say in response to that. So you still need to deal with it the same way, no matter which one, you know, you're facing the stress is probably more of a daily, which is then leading towards those episodes of panic or anxiety. That's usually how it goes. So when anxiety is not, uh, no, when stress is not managed appropriately throughout the week, you're going to probably be more predisposed to having those anxiety-like issues. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm glad you separated those two. Yeah. I'm glad you separated those two because it is confusing sometimes. You don't know what you're experiencing. But all of that makes sense. Brittany, it is always such a pleasure to talk to you. I always learn so much. (laughs) You've helped me. I know there's a lot of things I'm going to start doing. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. Breathing going. Um, I just really appreciate your time. Yes, I want to end on one more note for everybody. I know you already asked me like the, what's the, the main thing I want people to take away, but I want people to also understand in regards to stress with the holidays, you know, just don't go overboard, you know, with all the things, take care of yourself by saying no, at least once, maybe more, if you have to, you know, you, you have to set those boundaries and people won't know what those boundaries are unless you make them, you know, and and it doesn't have to be a, a nasty thing. It can be, you know, we just can't commit to that this week. We had a lot going on. Don't overdo it. Don't overschedule your time, you know, manage it. It's okay to slow down, let go of perfectionism and just enjoy what you can enjoy the moments because all of a sudden it's January. And for me, at least, you know, I, we start getting into the crazy snowfall and we're like, you know, just barricaded inside. And sometimes that's not so bad, you know, after having all those events, right. (laughs) But just trying to take the time to enjoy taking those moments to just stop and take the room in, look at the pretty lights. (laughs) It's the simple things. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. It, it gives us tonight gave us so much perspective. I hope everybody felt that It, it just puts everything into perspective and it's all about balance. Like you said, really taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. These are all simple things every one of us can do. Yeah. Starting tonight. Absolutely. Starting tonight. Don't put it off to tomorrow. Yes. Start it tonight. Insight timer. Download it. There are such great meditations on there. Yes, absolutely. And like you said, YouTube has tons of content. Everybody needs reminders of, of, of these techniques and our wow. stress levels. So please share it with your loved ones. And also in the meantime, visit us at forumhealth.com. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We have tons of great health content on there. Uh, Brittany and I recently did a great webinar together in prenatal and in natal healthcare. So um, check that out, connect with us, and please take time for yourself and stay well and have a wonderful holiday. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you. It was great to see you again. Thanks for having great me on. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Forum Health Podcast. Forum Health is the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers. To learn more about this topic and to find a Forum Health provider near you, visit forumhealth.com.